Hi, this is Sheila Cagle with the Communicate Influence podcast. In this week's episode, we have part two of a conversation with Kim Scaravelli, a communications pro and owner of Trust Communications in Halifax, Canada. Kim excels with social media and knows a lot about every single social media platform. Many new businesses make the mistake on jumping onto every platform available. Don't do this. It's not sustainable and it won't help grow your brand. Instead, you should focus on finding the best platforms for your business. Kim explores this and a lot more in this episode. Hi, I'm Josh Steinle, host of the Published Author Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to publish a nonfiction book to grow your business, then this is the podcast you've been waiting for. The Published Author Podcast will help you become an author and show you how to build a thought leadership system around your book. With this, you can grow your business, land speaking gigs, grow your tribe, and lots more. As an entrepreneur and author myself, I'll be sharing my experience with you, but I'm also interviewing dozens and eventually hundreds of guests who are best-selling authors, non-best-selling authors, editors, literary agents, ghostwriters, and publishers all sorts of experts on creating a book, writing a book, publishing a book. And this is all to provide you with their knowledge and guidance so that you can write your book, publish your book, market your book, get it out there and grow your business. You can find the Published Author Podcast on your favorite podcast app or platform or go to publishedauthor.com. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sheila. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you here, Kim. We had a great episode last time, which people really enjoyed. That's how to master Twitter in 30 minutes a day. And this time around with this episode, we're going to be talking about how to find the right social media platforms for your business. Important as well, because lots of startups or even established businesses and organizations jump in and they think they need to be on every platform in the universe. And Kim is here to tell us that that's not true and she'll outline the right approach. So, Kim, what is the right approach even before you start (laughs) setting up your accounts? What should uh, organizations be doing? Well, the first thing that they should be doing is considering social media as another part of their marketing, which is another part of their business plan which is another part of their strategy for growth. So before you jump into all of these different platforms, you really should have a solid strategy in place. And your strategy should include things like really knowing who your ideal audience is. Because that's going to tell you where those folks are on social media. Um, An example would be if you are a B2B brand, you are selling specifically to people who are uh, managers or HR people or C-suite executives, then LinkedIn is a really important place for you to be. If, on the other hand, you are selling, um, if you're selling beauty products primarily to millennials and you're selling them directly online, why are you on LinkedIn? Like you're, you need to be on Instagram. So I think the first thing is to be able to think strategically and recognize that you are not just like you as a person are not on every social media site on earth. Neither is the person that you want to connect with. 
really think about that. That's good, Kim. And I think a lot of organizations and businesses will be relieved to hear that because even today, I mean, we've said this message so many times before in the past, but still we find organizations trying to be on every single platform. So with the strategy in place, let's suppose that you're, you've got that done and you're ready to get onto um, the platforms that are right for your business. Um, would you okay. like to kind of discuss each one and find out, tell us how it's a fit for certain kinds of organizations? Absolutely. So, but there are a couple other little moments in here. So you've got the strategy, you know who your ideal audience is and you know where your ideal audience is at. And that's a very important thing. But there are a couple of other factors in here that really are important and sometimes get overlooked. So one of them is actually what are your capabilities? Whether you're a solopreneur or you have seven departments in your company, you need to look at the skill sets your skill sets, the skill sets of your employees, and ask yourself, do I have the skill sets, the capabilities, the tools? Am I ready to do this? I equate it to, okay, you've decided you're going to cook a beautiful meal. Now you need to look in the fridge. You need to figure out if you've got all the ingredients. You need to figure out if you understand the recipe. Uh, maybe you have to go out and buy some stuff, i.e. you have to get some tools. You have to get yourself ready to go. Uh, and if you really are overwhelmed by this, then maybe you do need to bring in a professional to help you out, at least on the short term. So it's not just about where you need to be. It's also how you're going to get there. And also, if you've got it narrowed down to two or three platforms, um, and if you are a solopreneur or somebody who's trying, going to be trying to do it themselves, if you're down to two or three platforms, a really good question to ask is, what kind of content, what platform am, do I feel the most comfortable on? So an example would be if you, are, if you need to be on Twitter and Instagram and you are by nature, you love taking pictures, your life is pictures, you love everything about that, seems like so much fun to you. Crafting words has always been an agony. You hate writing emails to people because they're so annoying to you. Um, then maybe you could do your own Instagram. Or maybe it would be natural and fun for you to learn more about Instagram and get better at it yourself. Maybe on the other hand, Twitter is the one you want to outsource because you're just never going to enjoy it. So, you know, business is not supposed to be torture. It's perfectly okay to also factor in what you might enjoy being on versus what is going to be an endless drag for you. Mm, that's important. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> And I'm sure lots of other people can as well. Now, Absolutely. And then, of course, my grandmother's old phrase always comes in. I'm not sure if you remember this one, the jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. that, that's a really big one. Everything has a learning curve. And some, some platforms, the learning curve is more extreme than others. Like, I would argue that you can get your feet under you on Instagram or Twitter pretty readily if you're willing to learn and look at what other people do and read a few articles, watch a few videos. I think that Facebook right now has a lot of complexity to it, uh, that the learning curve might be higher there. And that if you're trying to start in and you know that Facebook is where you need to be, maybe you want to focus on just that one for a little while so you don't end up being kind of below average at three different things. Mm. 
Yeah, I've been talking to to a few contacts and colleagues about Facebook recently, and they've commented that it appears to be quite difficult to get traction with a new-ish Facebook page or Facebook group. What do you think is happening there, Kim? Uh, well, several years ago now, um, Facebook changed, and I consider them now to be almost a pay-to-play platform as a brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a lovely place to share pictures of kids with your relatives. <laughs> you know, make a little group, do your thing. But as as far as a brand goes, um, unless you are paying for paid campaigns, paid advertisements, paid promotions, paid placements, paid boosts of posts, uh, I don't think you're going to get any traction on Facebook. It's not set up for that. It's set up to bury that professional page deep, 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 and force you to pay to get it unburied. Mm. It's not good or bad. That's just how it works. There's very little, there's almost no organic traction on Facebook. And even if you were there before and you were doing well on it, um, check your measurable results. Because just because you still have the same follower count you used to have on Facebook doesn't mean you have the same engagement rates. Are people really seeing all those posts that you're putting on Facebook? Because I would say you will be disappointed when you check and see how your engagement rate's gone down. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned in our last interview, Kim, when we talked about uh, using Twitter and sharing content, if you're just sharing your own content on Facebook and encouraging people to read my blog post, listen to my podcast, you have to give more value than that, don't you? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, the only people who can keep me. Well, forget Facebook, social media in general. The only people who are going to be able to keep me motivated to keep following them if all they're doing is squawking at me, they have to be sharing food pictures, food recipes. (laughs) (laughs) You keep giving me a recipe, I'll be like, okay, I'll keep following you. But if you're, no. It's like a conversation. It's called social media for a reason. And regardless of what platform you are on, no one wants to have a conversation with someone who never stops talking about themselves, mm-hmm. ever. It's, there's nowhere in life where that's a good thing. Yeah, that's so true. It's uh, listening to others and engaging and giving them a bit of feedback in an appropriate way. Well, that's, now, that's, really how, social, that's how social works. It's based on the idea that someone is finding following you um, ideally, actually pleasurable and fun, but if that can't be the case, at least informative and interesting. <laughs> exactly, yeah, so true. Now, what about Instagram? Let's look at that. That seems to be, you know, the platform of, of the moment, along with TikTok. Um, a lot of people struggle with it if they're providing a service, uh, such as you and I, we're communications consultants. Um, say, for example, financial organizations or insurance um, organizations like that, they don't produce a product, a T-shirt, an image, um, a car, whatever. (laughs) How should they begin? Yeah. I've got it. But there are ways. So an example would be, what are your brand values? Um, A big part of building authority And we all know that authority translates into dollars. Um, As a digital consultant, the more authority I have, the more money I charge, the more money I make. It's a pretty simple formula. So 
on a platform like Instagram, rather than trying to share um, links to sign up for my whatever, which I mean, it's okay. You can do that sometimes. But maybe you want to do something different. Maybe you want to have Instagram stories where you're sharing um, fun successes from local businesses. Maybe you want an Instagram feed that's just about your pets. People like people with pets. Maybe you want to have an Instagram story feed that's about travels, places you've been, things you've seen. There's nothing wrong with that. You Instagram does provide a wonderful means of inserting your personality into something. I just started an Instagram story called Twitter, which is funny given that it's on Instagram. <laughs> and that's what I do. I take certain tweets that have had really high engagement rates that are kind of about Twitter. And I cut and paste them into Instagram posts and create a story feed that's that. What a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Your Instagram feed is a, like when you add visuals, it's a lovely way of building a picture of who you are as a brand. It doesn't necessarily have to be about your products. As a matter of fact, I would place an argument that even if you are a restaurant, just showing pictures of your food gets boring. Mm-hmm. Show some pictures of the fun customers. Show some pictures of the dog laying at someone's feet while they're having their coffee. Show me something else beside what you're serving for dinner. Like at mm. some point, give me some variety. <laughs> mm. Well, it's about people as well, isn't it? So, you know, in that instance, I'd probably want to see the staff who are doing a great job. And, yeah. you know, the people behind the scenes, like the the chef and the chef's assistants, et cetera, or, you know, the, uh, what do they call them? People behind these fast food grills, a short order cooks, yeah. You know, they definitely much recognition, so show them. Yeah, like that's that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Show a picture. I saw this really cool one a couple days ago, local restaurant. You know what they showed? I thought this was brilliant. It was so funny. It was an empty garbage can. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no waste. Everybody licked their plates clean today. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I just thought that was cute. Um, it made me remember them. And I'm having a coffee date next week. And the client said, where do you want to go for coffee? Well, here in Nova Scotia, we are remarkably um, free of COVID right now. But we're still very conscious of everything. We wear masks. And so we're trying to stay outside. Mm-hmm. And I immediately thought of this place. I went, oh, my God, let's go there. And I, I mean, that made sense to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't even care if I said beside the garbage can. It'll probably be empty. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, we're going to be outside. It'll be wonderful. Yeah. Another thing is that when you're picking your platforms, remember, it's not forever. Um, you know, like I tell people, if you renovate your kitchen and you tear out all your cabinets and you turn everything upside down and you buy $20,000 worth of countertop, that's a big reno. You better be sure about it. But if you just want to cheer things up and you paint the room yellow, it's okay. Yellow is not forever. If down the road yellow goes out of style, paint your room blue. It, you know, social media platforms rise and fall. So while Facebook is still a juggernaut, we all know that the demographic is aging. Mm. So if your people are now on Instagram, you can stay on Facebook if that's where you are. But accept that and transition to the next place. Um, I would place an argument that if you are selling to people ages, oh, I don't know, sort of like mid-20s to mid-30s to early 40s, absolutely Instagram. If you're trying to sell to teenagers, eh, you know, uh, Snapchat, TikTok, open your mind up a little bit because they're not that keen on Instagram. (laughs) 
Okay. In another 10 years, Instagram will be Facebook. Yeah. It's, you know, um, social media, people don't like this comparison, but I say it's kind of like when you were went to university or when you were in your 20s, there was always the hot bar, and everybody wanted to be in the hot bar. But over a period of time, the people in the hot bar aged, and another group of people came that didn't want to hang out there because that didn't look hot. They wanted a hot, younger bar. So Facebook is now like the neighborhood pub, and Instagram is like the martini bar. Mm -hmm. um, and these other places like TikTok and Snapchat, they're the up-and-coming hot new places to be. Yeah, with that's so true. Right. So when you're picking, just remember, you don't have to be everywhere. Be on the places that your people are. But once you get there, don't plant yourself like it was a giant kitchen reno. Mm. Plant yourself like you're here for a good time and you're ready to move to something else if something else becomes a better thing. It's okay. Mm. That's so true. It's one of these things. It's okay to just move on. Yeah, that's really insightful, Kim. I think, I mean, I am kind of surprised at Twitter's longevity, though. What do you think about that? I think that the President of the United States helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it might be the only helpful thing that that human being has done. Um, so, yeah, really, he did. Mm. Like, he made Twitter very relevant. Um, I think that Twitter has always had, it has that in-the-moment speed which I think allows it to hang on. Okay. You're not, you're, you only have to do one thing. Yeah. Just have to use your thumbs, cram out a few sentences, click send. Mm -hmm. If you look at all the other platforms, you're trying to do something more pertinent in the moment. Mm -hmm. Even Instagram, you're taking a picture, but we all know you're running it through three edits and are you, you know, do you want it to be in black and white and you're resizing it? And there is a thought process. So I think Twitter is very visceral. And as mm -hmm. a result, it's useful for a lot of things, but it's a big waste of time for a lot of brands. Yeah. No it's very time consuming compared to other things. So if you don't need Twitter, don't go all in on Twitter. It's going to suck up half your social media time. Mm -hmm. And you have to use your resources carefully. Well, also measure your results. Don't go with the principle. Um, I will give you an example. So I worked with an organization and they were on, or they thought they were on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. So we did a big look at, you know, their strategy, and, and I felt that they need, I understood why they were on LinkedIn. I didn't really understand why they were on Facebook at all. They were completely B2B, member-based, nonprofit organization, um, no community need that way. But when I kind of started unraveling it, they were on Facebook because the person in their organization that they assigned social media duties to knew how to use Facebook. So she went all in on Facebook and she was sure it was working because her mom and her sister and her husband would see her posts and go, oh, that's a great post. <laughs> but she didn't really know anything about social media. She wasn't checking the back of anything. She wasn't measuring the results of anything. So one of the important things when you're in social media, pick your platforms and then it, at least once a month, go in on the back end, measure the success. See what's working. Do more of what's working. See what was a big old bust. Do less of that. Mm. And if there's a platform where you're getting no traction at all, either revamp it or dump it and move on. Exactly, yeah. Now, let's explore the uh, platforms that people don't immediately think of. Uh, and I'm, what comes to mind here, Quora or Quora, as I've heard some people say, 
uh, also Reddit, which uh, you kindly uh, su supplied me with a guest post for Communicate Influence, and, and listeners can read that. I will include that in the show note links. And um, Pinterest, which, oh, yeah. Yeah, which frequently pops up because of its uh, – people talk about its SEO value. So what are your thoughts on those platforms, Kim? If you are selling something pretty, come on, Pinterest, so much fun. If you're into, if you're a, a, a kitchen renovator, you're a renovator of any sort, shape, or description, or a creator of, of art, wow, Pinterest is just such a fun thing. Like, what are you going to get out of Twitter? You make art. Show it to people. Um, the, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Pinterest for that. But I think Pinterest is also just fun as a hobby. But if your people aren't there, there's no need to be there. Mm. There's nothing I do that is Pinterest worthy, for lack of another way to say it. Um, that said, social media doesn't just serve the purpose. So the purposes of being on social media, um, one is to attract leads. One is to actually sell things, like you're trying to drive people to a purchase page. When I say attract leads, I mean you're trying to attract people to contact you. Your ultimate goal is to lead them from social media to a website contact page where they're going to reach out and book an appointment or a call. The second one is that they're going to, you're going to try and get them to a purchase page where they're going to buy something. And the third is to try to build your brand and your authority to show, showcase your expertise. But people sometimes forget the fourth. And the fourth one is market research. Everybody on planet Earth that buys things is somewhere on social. And when you meet with them on social, you really get to see and hear what they want, what they need, what they're looking for, what their feelings are, all of those emotional touch points that are ultimately going to let you grow your business. I would say that Quora is brilliant for that because people actually ask and answer questions. That's the entire purpose. People write questions and then people answer the questions. Do you want to know what people are asking about something? Go to Quora and look at the questions and then use those questions to form your keywords and keyword phrases and drive your search engine optimization. It's not, I mean, it really, Quora and Reddit are great places to just find out what people are talking about and what, and the words they're actually using in the real world. Mm. No joke. <laughs> Get through uh, the jargon. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, you can also set yourself up as an expert on there, which I believe you have, Kim, and and chip in or jump in, I should say, and answer people's questions when it's, you know, when you have that expertise. Well, I'll also, one of my favorite parts of social, and if you do it right now, granted, and I'm going to say this, if you just follow marketers, it won't work because marketers are just full of jargon. And if you just, like, you ring a face cloth and it just drips out of them like water. And also so are sort of CEOs, C-suite executives, people in HR. But if you actually hear the words people use on social, especially places like Twitter where they only have so many characters, um, you will get way better ideas for what to put on your website content, on your own content, headlines, how to title things, URLs. Um, an example is... A marketer will talk about pivoting. People talk about changing. People talk about growing. People talk about adapting. Nobody talks about, I'm really looking for a way to pivot. 
<laughs> no one ever put in a search engine bar, my business desperately needs to pivot. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. So you forget sometimes how real people talk. And if you want to communicate with real people, one of the best ways to make your content a thousand times better is to get on sites like Quora and Reddit and Twitter and see the words that real life people use. Yeah. Really good point there. It's so true, isn't it, that, that business owners and especially people who read a lot, uh, entrepreneurs who read a lot, they get into this jargon and we've all kind of, um, you know, moved oh, away yeah. from, yeah, we've all moved away from corporate jargon and yet we're starting to do it ourselves. I mean, you know, a couple of words like leverage and traction and I'm just as guilty as the next person. I'm constantly using those and you know, I wouldn't say that in my house, would I? Like, how can I leverage the couch? It's too close to the wall. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, one of my favorite ones is digital transformation. Holy yeah. crap. Does anybody, would anyone ever put those two words? Digital transformation. Nobody is looking for that. So if you set your entire, let's say that you are, in fact, a digital strategist and you're your thing, the, the thing you're planning to put your kids through college on is the money you make helping people grow their business online. And your entire website and every URL and every page is just plopped full of digital transformation. Well, that's just silliness. But if you went and you started Googling questions about digital transformation on Quora, I'm not saying they wouldn't turn up. But if you read the answers you would see right away that that's not really what people say. And you would be able to make website content that connected more with the people who wanted your service. Mm. Therefore, use you, you would build trust, your kids go to college, and life is good. Mm -hmm. Social media isn't just for marketing. It's the best place I've ever, like, remember when you used to have to send out surveys to find out anything? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, you still survey your own clients, but you can pick any demographic of people, pick the social media platform they're on, go look at it for an hour. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, people forget about using social media platforms as, as research and find out what, how people are talking, what they're talking about, what concerns they have. It's social. And yeah. for some reason, it's just a thing that we've somehow been led to believe that social Social media is some totally separate thing. It's a unicorn sitting at the end of a rainbow <laughs> on a pink cloud far, far away from everything else we do. And there's something either magical about it, which there isn't. It's not going to make instant sales. Nobody made instant sales because of social media. It's a slow build. Or alternatively, that it's so special that it's intimidating. Mm. It's really odd. If you're capable of going to somebody's dinner table and having a conversation, then you are absolutely capable of talking to them on Twitter. Mm -hmm. and, and lastly, Kim, I mean, I think this is an important point, so I do want to include it. And you've talked about this a lot in the past. Um, the issue of repositioning content. Don't take your Instagram caption and think, oh, I'll just tweet that. That's completely out of context. Or don't take your the first paragraph of your LinkedIn post and think that will be my tweet. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you can tell people who do that actually it's so uncomfortable so for example they will share they make a beautiful image of some sort and then they decide they're going to share that everywhere it's some motivational quote you know smile and the world smiles with you i hate those things but okay so they do it and then you'll see if they made it and they sized it 
so that it would be shared on Facebook. So on Facebook, it looks really pretty. And maybe the people on Facebook like that. People on Facebook do like motivational quotes. On Instagram, it's not the right size. It's not the right shape. Half the words, you can't even see them. It doesn't make any sense. It looks bizarre. Now on LinkedIn, it's also looking bizarre. It's cutting off with the wrong things. On top of everything else, people on LinkedIn don't like motivational quotes. And so you're actually annoying them when you make the post. And, the, and on Twitter, you're probably seeing about six of those words. So I'm not saying you can't share that same thing, but you have to put it into the context of the platform and the audience. So for example, you make a pretty picture, it has a motivational quote, you share it on Facebook. Lovely. Now on Instagram, maybe you resize it and you put fun hashtags on it and maybe you share it as a story and maybe you put your little thoughts about it on the sides. On Twitter, again, resize it so that we can see it or eliminate the image altogether. Just give them the damn quote and post it on, you know, hashtag Thursday thoughts, hashtag Tuesday thoughts and skip all the fancy stuff. You don't need it in that platform. Um, you know, maybe you make a TikTok video where you hold a piece of Bristol board with that quote in front of you while you dance a jig. I don't know. It's not that you can't share the same thing, but you can't share it as though all of these places are the same. And it's just like having your article printed in six different newspapers because it's not. Mm. Exactly. It has to be appropriate for the audience and the platform and, and it has to communicate something. And as Kim just said, if you're taking something out of context, it won't do that. No, things taken out of context make no sense at all. And also, it is your audience. Again, the audience on Facebook seems to be an audience that enjoys that very light, happy, motivational quote. Mm. I would say that on Instagram, they're just a little bit, they just want a little more than that. That's mm -hmm. going to come across as lean. Yeah. And on Twitter, they like it, but they don't need the fancy pyrotechnics. Just write the quote out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. That's, this has been brilliant, Kim. Uh, we, you've given so much value to, to our listeners today on how to find the right social media platforms for their organization. Is there well, anything I, else that you'd like to add? Sorry, go on. Oh, that's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, you know, as most conversations do, ours digressed and flowed into interesting categories, and that's great. Um, but I do want to make sure at the end of the day that everybody kind of gets the main point. The main point is, you do not have to be everywhere on social media. You do not have to invest half of your day or half of your marketing budget. There does not have to be a designated employee whose sole job in life is to make your daily Instagram story. What you need to do is think strategically about everything you're doing to grow your business. Make sure that you are picking social media platforms that match with your business objectives and that match with where your ideal audience is, and then learn how to do those platforms in a way that defines your brand. It's not that hard. It's just strategic. And most importantly, measure your results. Because mm -hmm. over time, if you measure your results regularly, you're going to do more of what's working, and you're going to let go of the things that are not working. Mm -hmm. That's great, Kim. Thank you so much. It's been lovely talking to you over these past few weeks uh, for our latest episodes on Twitter and selecting the right platform for you. And I'm sure we'll connect again in the future, perhaps in early 2021. Well, Maybe in 2021. If nothing else, I'll see you on Twitter. <laughs> you bet. Take care. And thanks again, Kim.
Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 